To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 34, man, the Shaquille O'Neal edition. And we doing it big, live and direct, real in the field. This episode, man, is going to be a good one. Definitely going to be a good one out here, man. Uh, yeah, episode 34, we got a lot of news and views for you today. I'm here to tell you. Definitely here to tell you what's going on in the building, man. We are definitely doing it live and direct, episode 34. Coach Kurt is live in his uh, home office, looking uh, pristine and ready for this Labor Day weekend, man. You know, uh, he's coming off a hot streak <laughs> in the podcast last week. I mean, I mean completely <laughs> and totally, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just here to moderate. <laughs> I'm just here to moderate. I'm, I'm not even here to talk. I'm just going to let that brother ride the wave, and we just going to do this thing hot and heavy, man. Uh, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, man, we got a lot things going on in the reaction nba nfl news we got a where you at segment we're going to talk about that and then we're going to wrap it up with over and under for lockdown defense blitz so coach kurt man um i don't know what to tell you i I, i'm not sure what what i I need i I could talk to you you know what i'm saying i mean you know you just man we're a team we're a team we all have hot streaks you know i was just in my i was just in my jordan back in 96 listen bro listen bro i mean listen i don't i don't know what to tell you I, I, don't, listen, I don't know what you had to eat, drink, or, or whatever. What kind of sleep you got? You know, refreshed. It's, yeah, something, bro. You know, got a raise at work. I don't know. Something, yeah, something was good in your yeah, life. You know, something was good in your life. So, man, let's uh, let's go NBA first. Let's talk yeah. NBA, man. Um, so what are your uh feelings about Mr. Ben Benjamin Simmons? We're gonna call him Benjamin now. He's, yeah. he's now Benjamin. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Simmons uh, decided to tell the world and the 76ers specifically that he will no longer play for the 76ers. He's not going to show up to camp. He's not, you know, he has no desire at all to play for the 76ers and he wants to be traded. And mm-hmm. gone into the uh, extreme, I guess you can say, of saying that not only do I want to be traded, but I also want to tell you exactly where I want to go. You know, a lot, real James Harden-like. But yeah. as we all know, yeah. he's not James Harden. And clearly, you clearly. know, and I would argue, I mean, it, it's close. It's not, a, it's not a one-to-one relationship. Now him defensively and all hard and offensively, like those are elite skill sets. They both have elite skill sets. So right, I mean, you can right. make that argument that they both are elite in that part of the basketball, like in defensively, the Ben is elite. Can you score right. with like, and James Harden can don't play a lot of defense, but he can score the basketball and facilitate. Right. So, right. so what's your reaction and your take on Ben Simmons saying he wants out? So I'll say it like this. If you put James Harden, I'm going to follow what you said. If you put James Harden offense and Ben Simmons defense together, mm-hmm. you have half somebody. You would have half of a player that I still wouldn't want to sign. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting off again. Here we go again. He's starting off again. God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh. I'm just saying. Oh, he said, I'm, hey, still. <laughs> Say that again for the audience, please. Because I'm, I'm, uh, I, I wasn't ready. I was not. <laughs> he said, I had that one locked and loaded. Did, I had that did, one locked and loaded. I don't know when you when you prepped that one, but damn. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was right off the press. Yeah, mm. I said if you had James Harden offense and you have Ben Simmons defense and you put them both together, you will ha- you will still have half of a player that I still wouldn't want to sign. Um, <laughs> it, don't, it don't take the steam off of it. You send it twice. 
it actually hot. makes it a little worse. It, I know, I know. <laughs> right. right. It definitely does. Oh man. When you be like say you 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 say something one time, you're like, mm, did I say that? And then you but y'all repeat it. And you repeat yeah. it again. Oh, that was bad. Well, that was. <laughs> twice as bad as I thought it was saying. Right, I, right. I was so, hoping when I reset it, it wasn't that bad. But right, I, nah, it was it it bad. Is. But it, it but is. and that's a great that's a great analysis, because I mean attitude wise and I guess I want to call it divaism. Mm-hmm. But I would say for for sure that there, for sure Ben Simmons' indifference and his lack of a, a awareness of uh, what his deficiencies are, and James Harden's yep. uh, inability to ever be anything, um, I guess you can say, quote unquote, relevant from a defense yep. perspective, you know, gives, yep. gives teams a lot of pause. Mm-hmm. Gives teams a lot of pause. Everybody not gonna jump the gun and be like, I need that player. Yep. You know, some will because they're desperate, but some people exactly. are just like, you know, I rather not. Exactly. Exactly. If you think about it, man, it's like it's like having it's like being a parent to a kid who is making all D's and F's, doesn't clean their room, um, and the subpar in every sport that they've played, and then they come to you and say, You you better buy me a car. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I better do what? Right. I'm I better do what? Come again? Come again? Right. First of all, how you curving your mouth when you have no leverage at all? Ben Simmons, I'm, you have no leverage. I'm glad you see you are on point. That's where that <laughs> this, that that was gonna be my driving point about this whole dynamic and this whole situation. And yeah. why, I mean, why are you talking? I'm trying to lay down on my face. You got, I'm I'm re- looking real shiny right now. Go go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> You're glistening right now. You listen, looking real rotisserie. No, you have you have no leverage. You know, and maybe that wasn't the best analogy about the kid, but I'm basically what I'm saying is this. James Harden has some leverage because for what he lacks defensively, everyone right now is still saying he's probably the top two most deadliest scorers in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, he's going to dribble a lot. Yeah, he's going to do all that. But what can't be denied is he's an offensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. You know, he's almost unguardable. So his talent makes up for his deficiencies and you are serviceable and you are you are valuable as long as you have some value ben simmons has no value right now because i'll say it like this especially for any of our female listeners it's like the dude in the club that you really struggling to find out what's handsome about him yeah and then you finally say well you know what he has a nice wallet uh-huh. That's Ben Simmons. That, ben that's, Simmons. That's the best you can come up with. That's the best you can come up with. Wow. You know, it's like it's like being in the club and being like, you know what? She has pretty elbows. <laughs> that's it. You know, and that, and that and for Amberground, you must be drunk, like for real. Hold on, y'all. We lost connection to Coach Curry. Hold on. Hold tight.
Hello, we back? Yeah, we back. Okay. So, yeah, that, on, that, I mean, my feelings about it, man, to, to, to wrap it up, um, uh, to wrap it up quickly is to say this. You have some audacity. You have some audacity to come out and say, uh, I'm not talking to you all. I'm blatantly going to ignore you all. I'm blatantly going to brush you off. And then after doing all this, I'm also going to give you demands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's and, and that's and that's what you're doing. Really? Mm. Really? That's what you're doing. If I again, I am not the GM. If I was the GM, though, I would be laughing. But see, the GM is just as bad. Yeah. Because when we talked about offline, we talked about the trade proposal. I 100% understand why he got hung up on. And if people are not aware, um, you know, when we heard the rumblings about Golden State and Ben Simmons and trading Ben Simmons to Golden State, um, there was the there was trade demands or trade. There was a trade proposal by Philadelphia where they basically wanted your liver, your firstborn, your next three children, and the next five generations of your firstborn child from your next five generations for Ben Simmons. And they got hung up on by Golden State's uh, general managers and ownership. Yeah. And I, and I completely agree. Like he lucky, oh, completely agree. He lucky, like, he lucky that they even, uh, he lucky he didn't go to his house, but he looks slim. If you ever call my house with that garbage again. With that garbage. Listen, yeah. I'm, they lucky that they didn't get on a private jet. Yes. Show up in Philadelphia, walk in the office, take the phone out his hand, uh -huh. put it on the table, hit it with a hammer, and then leave. Oh, well, you got to slap him one good time. You can't you can't travel from Golden State to Philly. That's that's a that's a East Coast to Coast trip. You got to slap him at least once. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, slapping open slapping hand, is going to happen. Uh, open hand, wet slap. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah. The disrespectful yeah. one. Oh, better yet, take your glove off and smack him like you did on in the old days. Just smack him with the glove. Oh, yeah. 100% that's what, what should have happened, man. So, you know, again, if you haven't heard, if people haven't heard, I would I would advise people to go do the research on the trade proposal that Philadelphia said to Golden State. You'll totally get where we're coming from of why uh, we're saying that he should have been slapped and why he got hung up on. So yeah. that's my thoughts on it, man. It's crazy. Um, it's wild, it's insane, every other adjective, because again, you stop talking to your team, and again, your team, because you are on the contract. Yep. You stop talking to your team, you go dark, you go off the grid, then you show up on social media, gallivanting, as our, our parents and grandparents would say, you out here gallivanting, uh -huh. you know, and then you have the, again, you curve your mouth to say, I am not showing back up at all, and I demand a trade, and here's the only team that you can trade me to. Yep. That's when laughter would start. <laughs> but that's the thing. You said the gym's just as bad. Like, you know, just, the just as bad. He just as bad. Yeah, so, you know he, what? Two peas in a pot. They just as bad. But they the, both. The, but they the both problem is, they want to be, they want to be divorced from each other, but the problem is, you know, Daryl Moore is holding Pat because he wants his King Ransom for a mediocre player. Mediocre. You know, so... And again, and again, this is going back to a comment we've been saying for for months that they were held on to that stock way too long. Yeah, you know, because at long. this point, it's 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 really, you know, completely in the toilet. Like nobody wants to buy that AOL stock. Like they right. just don't want to do it. So right. he wants, you know, two 
what a two first, three first, some crazy like that, and two good players. For one, no, he wanted two good players. He, he wanted two first. He wanted Wiseman, and, Wiggins, and the two draft picks they had, and yep. some additional draft capital. I'm like, what? Yeah, the additional first for the next two years. Yeah, you're you're smoking all kinds of good, oh, good, good cushion. He is he is sniffing cocaine off the buttocks of a mediocre stripper. Hey, there you go. It really I is. I had to clean that up because yeah. it was about to be worse. Uh, 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 what's your thoughts on it? What's your thoughts on it? I, I think they're really at a standstill, and it's going to get ugly. I really think that because at this point, you know, it was one thing when Moore was making calls and Ben wasn't saying anything. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's flat out came out and told the media now, and, and, I, and I find this interesting too, there's, there's a lot of this going on in, in lately here, uh, that, the, that the agents and, and people in their camp from the players' perspective, are leaking things and making it seem like, you know, it's it's the it's the team and it's the GMs and the ownership doing these things when it really isn't. They're just trying to spark up controversy. So mm-hmm. I feel like with them, with Ben saying he don't want to play there, which is going to boom, force the GM's hand basically and have to sell him for pennies on a dollar and and send him where he wants to go. You know, right. it's a tug of war type of thing. So he's leaking the fact that he don't want to come back. He don't want to show up to camp. You know, they more is asking for King's ransom, which he's not going to get. No, nobody in in their right mind or wrong mind, to be honest with you, would still would do that deal. Like even you know how you can trick kids into giving you a dime for a nickel. You know, yep. you know, they, you can't you can't even trick a kid to do. The kid look at you crazy like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not right, doing that. Right, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm doing not, that. Not so doing that. It, it, they're the stalemate, and they got the clock is ticking because it's September. You know, camp the, the you know camp and, and training you know training uh. I don't call it training camp, but you know whatever they call it for the NBA's preseason. You know, you know when they come right. in to uh, come to practice, you know for the uh, preseason. If you know I, again, this this, this situation going to get ratcheted up because you know, every single day they're like, "Where's Ben? What are you going to do with Ben?" And only teams are honestly willing to take him, you know, are is Golden State, but at the right price is what they right. keep saying. Now I'll tell right. you something that's interesting about that dynamic is that if they trade Ben Simmons. I promise you that Draymond Green cannot be in Golden State with him. It can't happen. Mm-mm. Draymond Mm-mm. is not gonna put up with his with his crap. He's not gonna do Mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. So I'm thinking to myself that they if they do trade trade with uh 76ers, they will have to trade Draymond Green. Because there's no way. <laughs> you know, just knowing Draymond's demeanor. And I'm not saying right. he's the toughest dude on the block, but he's still, right. you know, for he's the toughest dude on that team. So what he's gonna do, he's not gonna put up with, with Ben Shenanigans. Not so and and listen, here's the thing. Ben Simmons is a he's under contract until 2025. Four mm-hmm. more years. Four more years. Mm-hmm. He signed a hundred and seventy-seven million dollar contract with an average salary of thirty-five million, due thirty-three million. Um 2021-2022. There you go. Thirty-three million. So first of all, not not many teams at this juncture can afford that. You know, without selling off a lot of big names, but and again, you selling them off a big name for a defensive stopper. Like you, know, I mean, let's be real. It, it, just like the NFL, the NBA is a lot is really offensive driven. They made right. rules and they made things uh, how the game is being played and how they driving the game towards offense. So, mm-hmm. you know, a defensive stopper would might have been have more value back in the '90s, early 2000s. Right. Here now, a guy that's just strictly a defensive presence and a dominant defensive player and can't really generate a whole lot of offense, it's not going to be a big market for you. It's just no, not. No. It's just not. So I'm just curious exactly what 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 Darren Moore is going willing to accept because 
And then it might come, it might get to the point where the owners start putting pressure on him to make a move because he's he's tired of the PR nonsense. That's probably when yeah. he'll actually have to do something. But right now he's standing pat like he want all this, you know, these riches for Ben Simmons when he act like he's, you know, Kawhi Leonard or, or uh, Steph Curry. Listen, man. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm I'm flabbergasted because that's 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 walking into your place of employment right now, going mm-hmm. up to your to the COO yeah. and the CEO's office and standing right up on their desk and whipping it out and peeing right in their cup of coffee. Ooh. And then saying, oh, by the way, um, I expect to get a pay raise and that uh, corner office down there. I need that. Yeah, I need that. Yeah. So uh, can you have somebody pick up the boxes in my other office and uh, bring them up here and uh, make, make it, it snappy? snappy. <laughs> and then yeah. and then here's the worst part. The muffin that you're getting ready to eat, he, we pick up the I pick up the muffin and start eating it and walk out. Yeah. And then, tr- and then look over my shoulder and say, did you hear me? Uh, right. That's the, the, As I walk out. The utter disrespect. That's what he drives. The, disrespect the utter disrespect. I eat your muffin and then look back and say, did you hear me? Right. And then walk back in and touch his titties. <laughs> we messed up at <laughs> when we touched my titties. We must I, I, I touched my titties. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. It's not going to end well. I think your we, hand. It is. I think we both agree that it's not going to end well. Not it's in Philadelphia, not. No. because here's the thing. Yeah, the GM may be crazy, but the Philadelphia fans, he he can get he can and will get slapped out in public. Listen, did you see that news report of them uh, videotaping a trash can floating down the river? And they oh, said, ben, yeah, they said Ben Simmons yeah. was leaving Philly. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, so foul. yeah, They're so foul. Internet, internet is undefeated. It really is. It really yeah. is. But but yeah, then it wasn't even the internet. It was it was the it was a newscast. Right, a newscaster right. did that. Like it wasn't, right. it wasn't just the internet showing it. The newscaster said it, and that's that's really how ruthless <laughs> Philly is. Like oh, ruthless, you got the man. news, you got the, the news the reporters. A oh. pompous no. player. No. that's not the city. No. Yeah, man. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the craziness in Philadelphia, and uh, I'm interested because it's going to make for good talking, uh, good talking points. Um, but man. I, I just want to see. I just want to see how they play this out and um, where they go forward with it. Because, like you say, I don't see any teams accepting him. Um, I know they say he's a defensive wizard, but he's not that great of a playmaker. You're already making thirty three, and about to make thirty seven next year. Yeah, you still got one hundred and forty sitting on the books. Come on, dude. I'm just Come saying. On. Come on, man. Come just on. Stay, so. stay out of people DMs, Slim. Right. Stay out of people DMs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. With that, what about this? Um, you know, part of the NBA if, and everybody's seeing what's going on in the sports world. Um, what's your thoughts on the vaccinated, unvaccinated um, protocols, specifically focused in the NBA? Enough is enough. That's basically what the NFL and the NBA both are saying together. Enough is enough. Adam uh, Silver said, "When you make your mistake is when you try to touch my titties." Right, basically. So. That's, that's enough. That, that's enough. Yeah, you know. So uh, they're just enough. Enough is enough, and they're gonna—they're really gonna make it much like the NFL is doing, make it mm-hmm. very uncomfortable and very problematic for people that are unvaccinated. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, they are. Because what? What? And, and honest and truly, they, it, it's one of those things where you are—we're tired of you being selfish. That's mm-hmm. basically what it's what it, what it boils down to. Tired of you being selfish because and what they, you're doing is you're not on a dollar. 
Huh? Messing with our bottom line. But that's true. That's true. But I'm just how you being selfish because you you're really messing up, and that, and it comes down to the bottom line. It you're you're being selfish, and you're not only affecting your your own situation, mm-hmm. and your own home situation. You're affecting the locker room, the team, the organization as a whole. You know, because when they have a scare, like prime example, I was watching Hard Knocks uh, last the last episode of Hard Knocks, and they were mm-hmm. like they had a one, they had just a scare. Like Dan Quinn came down with it, and they cleared the building. Yeah. How can you get then, things done when the building is cleared every every day? Like if you got people unvaccinated and walking around close quarter contact or coming down with it, um, you got to clear the building for a day. You lose time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then especially in the NFL, you don't have time to waste week to week. You know, you're trying to prep for a game. You know, it's one thing to be miss a day during preseason didn't hurt that much. Yep. You know, but if you're in season, and this is this that's not like hey, sit here and act like it can't happen in season because it will. Somebody will close quarter contact or come down with it, especially when it gets towards the cold season. And the NBA is played predominantly in the winter months. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a situation where people want to come down with it and you got to clear the building and miss time. You know, games can't be played. People are disinterested in the regular season because you got eight, nine players on COVID uh, restriction. And guess what? You can't play that game. Mm-hmm. You know, so they want a clean and cut season is what they want. They want to start fresh, start back over with the regular schedule. Get back to having fans in the building and things of that nature, you know, generating that revenue again. And it, with these, with people not being vaccinated, just on the simple fact that I just don't want to. So that's that's the, that's the that's the that's the bare bones of the whole situation, right? I just right. don't want to. So you know, it's not about health science or anything like that. You have no legit reason why why you don't get it. I just don't I just don't want to be told what to do, right? So right. so you're looking at it like, well, I, well, if you don't, I'm you know I, I can't make you, but. I'm gonna make it real difficult for you not to have it, you know. While you know, it's one of those things where you know you kind of divide the house. If you got you got, you got four kids, right? right two kids right. act good, act, act, act like accordingly, right? And two kids mm-hmm. are unruly. So you take the two kids that are, that act right. You take them to McDonald's and you take them to Playland, and you you, you know you, you you go on trips with them. You leave the other two home, you right. know, with your grandparents, and they sit there and, and grandpa and grandma ain't, ain't ain't doing nothing but sitting there all day watching TV. Right, you know, so right, you, right. you sitting home all day doing nothing, but other two kids are, are basically living a good life. You know, so exactly. So you got to look at it like that. So I mean, one, you one way or the other, we got to get past this thing. You know, and and until you guys wise up and get the vaccine, you know, it's it's little, it's legitimately going to be difficult for you to do it, and you're going to get pressure from a lot of sides. You're going to get pressure from your team, the organization, coaches. Everybody's going to be pressing you, especially if you're a a, t- a player that's uh, a, a valued member. You know, let's say hypothetically Kevin Durant isn't vaccinated, right? Let's say that, and he has issue with protocol because it's not—it's not just about the fact that you can, or, uh, you know, can get COVID easier and you can affect the team. It's the protocol. So if you miss a protocol, you just got to sit down. So if you miss right. a test, you got to sit down. So you know, you know, we'll talk about this in a minute, but that's Cam Newton's issue. Like, what Cam Newton's issue? The fact that he had COVID, he just missed the test, and guess what? You got to sit down. You know, so if you're you're directly affecting the team by having to sit out. So if you're not available, it's just like being injured. If you're not available, how how much can I afford to put up with you? You know, and that's the biggest thing. So that's my my issue, and I'm 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 glad they're doing. It. I'm glad the NFL stepped up and did it. I'm glad the NBA is doing it because just like the world in itself, we, we got to get past this thing at some point. And until people start to help themselves and help others, we're never gonna get past it. So that that's where it is with me. 
Hey, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't have much to add. Uh, you made great points, but if people don't understand, they are putting a mob squeeze on players right yeah, now. Yeah. They, yeah, they're saying that they can't force you. Yeah. But damn it, they're going don't to make it, make it extremely difficult yeah. and uncomfortable mm -hmm. for you to remain being unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. I mean, going from. Um, you know, as a player, you're going to be limited to only practice your hotel room and getting food and getting food doesn't mean going out with the team. It means having food brought to you or getting food if you're at home, mm -hmm. you know, from your training facility, um, you know, not um, sitting totally away from your team in the locker room. Uh, I know there was something about even being on a bench there was something that they was talking about where you could be positioned as a player on the bench and unvaccinated. And, uh, you know, we're going to get into it uh, at the NFL, but even testing is going to be more strenuous as an unvaccinated player. Yep. And it just gets to the point where it's just going to be like, hey, we can't tell you, but we can make it very inconvenient. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what it boils down to. And how long are you going to hold out and, and, exactly. and get sick and tired of, having to be subjected to this thing, you know, all these protocols in, on in reality, you could really make your life and everybody else's life easier by just getting the vaccination. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So it's just, you know, at this point, um, it's getting to a point where you really, you really got to consider it. You know, you're, you know, you're putting yourself in a position, um, and you're putting others in, again, you even have people that are vaccinated, uh, coming down with it, you know, coming down with getting COVID again, and they're they're struggling a little bit, you know. So, right. um, hey man, you know, at this point, you know, again, can't tell you what to do, but at at some point, you 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 might want to seriously consider your your decision on how how much is making a stand really mean to you you right. know because playing play, look playing nba playing nfl playing major league baseball the big three it's not a right it's a privilege it is and at any time it can be Taking it can away. be restricted from you yep so you know that's that's just my thoughts on it so you know we're gonna see um what's to come but i like you said they're making it extremely restrictive and extremely uncomfortable and difficult to continue being unvaccinated again. They're not saying that they're making you, right? But they're—that's why I call it the mob squeeze. Yeah, they're—they're they're just gonna buy up the block. Not that's who it. you gonna sell to? There you go. <laughs> that's a damn good analogy, boy. Yes, man. That's a damn good analogy. <laughs> not who you gonna buy to? You gonna, no, you still, you gonna, right? You, know, you still own, right? But you just ain't gonna buy to nobody, right? Exactly. So your business gonna suffer. Yeah, there how it long is. you gonna be able to hold out? Exactly. And anybody looking to come by with you, we're going to take them out. There it is. There it is. Hey, that, yep. hey we can move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as we move on into the NFL, uh, in similar fashion, uh, you know, and I find this interesting about the world in general. Like, you know, it, it, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm use a Jay-Z analogy. You know, he said in the song, you know, some years ago, and he said, you know, a lot of y'all, you know, respect the people that got shot. I respect the shooter. Yeah. You know, and that's that that analogy rings true for me in this situation. I'm and I'm explaining it. A lot of they're really, really 
demonizing people that tell the truth either. Like, okay. it, it, and it's, it's getting to the point where, and it's even, even to a legal ramification, like, you know, they, somebody, somebody comes up and, and, and hits you, you know, assaults you, right? And mm-hmm. you get the better of them. And then you end up, you know, getting the upper hand and, and end up ending it, you know, because, you know, you're a better fighter. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. yeah you know, so yeah. just to keep it clean. So, but now you're in court because the person that, that, that uh, you end up beating up when they initiated the contact, they initiated the assault, they're suing you because you beat them down. Like how how dare you whoop the they ass that well? Right, right. <laughs> the nerve of you. I'm offended. Oh, I'm audacity. offended because you whooped my ass so well. Exactly, and I want to sue. I want money for it because yeah. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. So, but people win those kind of things nowadays. And back in the day, that wasn't a, that was unheard of. But if, oh, in the, in the era of because freedom, if you got your ass whooped, you just walked away. You exactly. didn't want anybody to know about exactly. it. Exactly. You just you just <laughs> went into the corner and you're like, all right, I'll just wait till y'all forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, got, you know, I'll come back. I'll come back when y'all forget. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and this, and and I use that to, to bring it back full circle about Urban Meyer and and and, and COVID protocols, right? So, mm-hmm. Urban got in trouble yet again this week. That's you know, and just add that to the list. And I find I, I kind of chuckled to myself is when uh, Urban and, and and Mike McCarthy had a little exchange at the end of the Dallas uh, Jaguars preseason game, and Mike McCarthy asked him how was it going, and he was like, "Well, it's definitely different." You know, coaching the NFL than it is, and in, in, you know, coaching the college because you know you don't got to do recruiting and all this other stuff. But he also said that you know there's different things with the media as well that's different. So he's gotten himself in trouble several times. But this particular situation, I don't have an issue with, but people did because he basically came out and said that they considered COVID a vaccination status as a determining factor whether or not they were keep a player on their roster or not. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one of those things where yes. All these coaches would do it. I promise you. All the everybody in the world in the NFL were doing this. Like if you were on the on the on the cusp or you on the on the fence about making the team or not, like you really was a a fringe player, like you was on the on the bubble, and they and you do you're unvaccinated. That would be an easy decision for them. Yeah, you know, because I was going to take if it's if it's me and you, we probably would have taken the same position. You're vaccinated. I'm not. They're going to cut me and keep you. Yeah, you know, but they just didn't say it. Everybody flat out came out and said it, and he like, well. You know, everybody did it, but I was just the one that said it. Now I'm in trouble. So, again, that goes back to people saying you, you can't tell the truth. You can't do the right thing and not get in trouble these days, which I find remarkably crazy to me in, the, in this day and age. But, right. again, Urban got in trouble for that. And and that, and that to bring that and bring, the, 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 I guess you could say, tie in the Cam Newton situation into this whole debacle, you know, it's – I promise you, and I think I alluded to this last week, but I promise you that his, his issue with COVID twice now – it weighed heavily in him being released. So what do you feel about Urban's situation, COVID unvaccinated people uh, being on or off the roster, and how Cam Newton got treated? Um, so with the, the Urban Meyer thing, it's, you know, it's the, hey, we know everybody does it. Mm-hmm. We know everybody talks about it. It's like the uh, it's like the 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 show many years ago that they wanted they they had ended where it was talking about the dirty side of the NFL. You know, players getting shot up with needles mm-hmm. and taking the 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 opioids and taking mm-hmm. the the painkillers and you know uh, all the dirty things that people knew 
but mm-hmm. nobody really brought to light. You right. know, it's like, oh, we know about it, but we just don't talk about it. We just gonna turn our heads. Right. Urban said what Urban didn't have the the uh, he hadn't been coached right. Yeah, he hadn't been media co- NFL media coach yet. Like he he's, hadn't been he's media learning. coach right. He, you know what I'm saying he's learning by he's learning by trial and error. Why yeah, you yeah, shouldn't yeah. say trial by fire. They, yeah. You know, it, a number of coaches as soon as they heard him, like gosh. Damn it, Urban. <laughs> Damn it. Somebody get Urban on right. the line. Please, you please. know, who's his media team? Right. You know, because what he said was true, but a lot of coaches worded it in a way that even though we knew it, they didn't say it. Right. You know, you, can, you can't tell me that there weren't decisions being made based off this player's unvaccinated. How good is he? Right. Can we and that's get somebody the else? And that's the question they ask. It's like, okay, like I said, if you're if you're on a bubble kind of guy, like you're, you know, we we have some potential, but we're not sure. You know, do we run a we, you know, keep you on the roster? You know, it's one of those things you take it or leave it, and you got a guy that has a similar skill set. Like he might not uh-huh. be as fast as you, but he has a similar skill set, and he's vaccinated. And you're not. Oh, like I said, that that was easy, easy. And and again, you can just. You just sweep down under the rug under the cusp that we just had to cut down to fifty three. It wasn't we didn't have to explain, you know, that it was his vaccination status was a factor, but I damn sure know that was the reason. I mean, let's be honest. Let's talk about Cam Newton. Cam Newton got released based upon his vaccination status. I don't care what nobody says. Like, because oh, there's no on, there's man. no reason why. Now you can say he's polarizing and he's breathing out Mac Jones' neck, and you want to let, you want to have a clean slate, you know, when it comes down to. You know, uh, having Mac Jones be the guy and him be the leader, him being the 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 the, uh, the un, undisputed starter, but yeah, but you don't keep a, you don't let a even if Cam loses the job, you will have a quality backup and keeping right. him on the roster, and right. you don't have to take a cap because you he he did have a small smidgen of guaranteed money in that deal, in that one year right. deal. So you would you literally were okay with the two or so million dollars that you had to pay him anyway. By cutting him, you could have just kept him on the roster, wasn't hurting nobody. You could have had a quality backup. So if Mac Jones struggles or gets hurt, Cam can come right in. He knows the offense. You ain't got to deal with Brian Hurry or Jared Stidham, who you don't want to deal with in the first place. But by cutting him, that tells me clean and flat out that this is the second time that you've either had COVID or had a protocol issue. And, and, and Bill's a no nonsense guy. Let's yeah, be honest. And, and, and you know what? I will, and this is the difference that we see between Urban and Bill. Bill at least publicly made it appear that hey, listen, this is what I'm going to tell you. He st- he stuck to the script. Oh yeah, he did. I mean, hey, come on, come on. Bill's no the master one, at this point. Bill is the master of manipulation. Oh, comes to media. He, he's a master of manipulation. He said, yeah. "Of course, there was an decision made because of COVID. This had nothing to do right. with his medical status." You know, now I went back and forth with this. I was, you know, when you asked me about it at first, I was very, I was very upset at it. Uh-huh. I was, um, you know, I felt, I felt there was some wrongdoing that was going on with Cam. I felt that there was some, um, you know, and I had mentioned this, that I at first respected the fact that the Patriots bill is not a team that folds under pressure from the media. Like they make their own decisions. So of course, when I saw it, I was like, they folded, but then I really took a step back and I call this the Reggie Bush syndrome. 
Mm. Follow, follow where I'm going yeah, with explain this. Explain that one. I want to hear this. Yeah, one. yeah. I, when I say it, I think you're gonna get it. Okay. Remember Reggie Bush used to date Kim Kardashian, right? I, I do. Right. When he broke up with her, the Kardashian curse is what they called it. The Kardashian curse. Yeah. When he broke up with her and got with his new, now I believe wife, who looked just like her. But go ahead though. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Say it she again. looked just like her. Okay. Now follow me with this, right? Okay. Similar bodies. Yep. Similar look, style. Mm. Yep. Hair and everything. Hair and everything. I looked at it and said, I get it. This is the Reggie Bush curse. Not the Reggie Bush curse. This is the Reggie Bush syndrome, meaning I don't have Kim Kardashian anymore. Kim Kardashian is Tom Brady in this situation. Mm. I don't have him anymore. Mm -hmm. But I do know that I like the way he looked. Mm -hmm. I like the way she looked. Mm -hmm. I like the, the I like the attention. I like the way I felt. I I like the way I I when people looked at me. I liked all that. Mm -hmm. Now I can't have Kim Kardashian anymore. But what I can do, I can get a damn near clone mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. And I say that because one thing when looking at the 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 Patriots offense for twenty years. They've had a tried and true offensive blueprint that has worked. Yep. It has worked. And when you've done something for 20 years, coach, it's kind of hard to turn it around. It's kind of hard to change. Old dog doesn't really want to learn a new trick. That's true. Cam Newton was a new dog with a new trick. They had to change the offense. They did. They had to, they had to adjust the offense. Mm -hmm. They had to, they had to. They had to do some things differently that they didn't want to do. Uh -huh. All of all of a sudden, here comes the Kim Kardashian clone. Yeah, they can run the offense that they're used to running. <laughs> they can they can call up the plays that they're used to to calling. He hits. So you sitting there and you're looking and you like this ain't Tom Brady, but damn it. Looks just like him. My offense can go right back to what I did. He's hitting the intermediate route. Mm -hmm. We have the players that we've been successful with. Uh -huh. We have the tight end. We have the, the, the receivers. And, and he's making all the throws that our former is made. And he went to the Super Bowl. Right. So you also dealing with that. And so when I looked at it, I said, I get it now. They want maybe not Tom Brady, but they want Tom Brady-ish. Because for 20 years, they know the blueprint. You know, it's funny that you say that. Because I think I said this on Sports Talk. If I didn't, I, I damn sure said it on my podcast. I said that, that the reason why he drafted Mac Jones in the first place, and the reason why Mac Jones is even a contender for the starting job is all about Tom Brady. This is all, all about, about a divorce. It's all, all about. All about a divorce. And it's, I said that... He wanted Bill wants to prove that his new girlfriend is better than his old girlfriend. Because, Reggie Bush. Yep, and, and that's and, that, and that's and that's exactly what this is all about. Because it's not only the fact that again he had to settle for Cam Newton because there were no other options out there that yep. were going to help him. You know, because he knows no matter what, if Cam is you know has bad mechanics, when people want to give him a label as or have you know he's not really accurate with the football like you need him to be, but he's a playmaker. Yep. So you yep. settle for the playmaker to get you by, and so you can find that new girlfriend. And he's like. Cam Newton was a rebound girl. You know, you break up with a long-term girlfriend, 
and then you got to hit that rebound, girl, before you get to the next one. Hey, Cam, listen, Cam you're not re- good for forever, but you're good for tonight. Exactly. So he, he came with the rebound, girl. Yep. So now Mac Jones is, is the new girlfriend, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Mac Jones to the to the prom, you know, with the same prom Tom Brady's gonna be in with his, you know, with his new girlfriend. So yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna be like, hey, me Mac Jones, this is my new boo. <laughs> and guess what? Everybody gonna say. Let's let's keep it let's keep it in a melanated family. Mm. I see you. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. I see what you're doing. Right. I right. see what you're doing. Right. But again, so he looks just like your old girlfriend, though. <laughs> That's so thing. when everybody look, they look left. Yep. They look right. They look right. Well, shit. What's, say it again. What's say shit? it again. What's what's shit? shit. <laughs> now they not gonna they we not gonna say it right there in the midst, but when we go over to the corner, yeah, we gonna be like by the open bar. Uh huh. We gonna talk about it. Like what the hell? I said, well, she looks just like the other girlfriend. Like that mother look spitting in. Like yeah. is it just me? Well, clearly or you do have they a type. look alike. He, right, <laughs> it might be sisters. Like they clearly you have a type. Like you know, if you like, if you if your ex girlfriend has she light skin with long hair, and the next girlfriend you get with light skin long hair, clearly you got a type. One of them's five eight, the other one's five six. There you go. There you go. And listen, when you've done something for twenty years, mm-hmm. you just don't. You it's in your DNA. Right. Now, Josh McDaniels, who is supposed, you know, word on the street, he's hanging around because he's supposed to be the next predecessor when Bill finally decides to hang it up. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Now, you call this offense that you know works. Yep. Because you ran it for so long. Now, you had to make do, right? But let's go back to remember what I said about Andy Dalton. You have the media saying... Oh, Mac Jones looks good. You have the media saying reports are Mac Jones, while Cam was out, and we talked about this. Cam, uh, you can't, uh, Cam, you did that. Man, he had a practice where he made 18 straight throws. Listen, I, I, I'm gonna break this down for you. I've seen more compliments out of Bill Belichick in the last year about his quarterback than I ever seen in 20 years. See. See? And 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 Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. See? You don't heap any praise on the on the goat, but you that's like that's like that's like bringing okay. I'm gonna give it a basketball analogy. That's like saying that I have Michael Jordan for six titles, right? Uh huh. Michael Jordan uh-huh. leaves and go win the title with the Wizards, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I draft Harold Miner to replace mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, all of a sudden. Harold Miner's the next Jordan. He, I'm hyping him up. I never said anything about Michael Jordan in the time in the six championships that he brought this franchise. Mm-hmm, never said a word mm-hmm. about him, a good or bad. Right. Right. And then the one time I gave him a game ball, it was the most awkward situation I've ever seen in my life. But, yes. But you, but you then I'm when Harold Miner walks in the building, all of a sudden Harold yeah, Miner's the best praises. thing. Yeah, he been praised. Like he's he can't he can't miss jumpers. His mid range game is lethal. He's he's yeah. he's hyper athletic. He can jump out of the gym. You probably know, one of the most, probably one of the most uh, competitive players we've had in the building in number of years. Right, twenty years. Right. You didn't want Michael Jordan there for the last twenty. Uh, yet again, and yet you again. had everybody. See, that's why when I really listened, again, you didn't have to do much because who was going to say you made the wrong decision? Because everybody was clamoring. 
oh, we look at Matt Jones. Look at him. He's making all the great throws. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at this and that and that and this and that. Oh, uh, uh, Cam doesn't fit their offense. Cam is sporadic. Cam right. is erratic. Look at Cam's mm -hmm. um, average, right? Yeah. Boston media so, was killing Cam week to week. So it was easy to say, you know who we're going with? Mac Jones. Mac because Jones. If, Matt, if he would have thrown <laughs> Mac Jones, Mac Jones, if he would have thrown interceptions, if he would have looked horrible, then you know what? It would have been a different decision. But because they saw things that was like, oh, we can. Because they still got the fallback. If Mac, Mac Jones hits a stagnant point, you know what they can go to? He's a rookie. Yep. They're not even expected because you got the Bills. And now you have Miami. Yep. And now you have uh, the Jets looking good. Mm -hmm. You guess what? They know the Bills are supposed to be the clear winners. No one's expecting for yeah. New England to do. But now all of a sudden, they're like, oh, it's potential, right? Yeah, they're playing with so, house money. Playing with yeah, house money. So we're keeping Cam there. It's like, hey, if it doesn't look good, we still got Cam. But when it started looking good, and it's like, oh, she's pretty, and she she smells good, mm. and she can cook. Oh, you know what? I'm going to stay with the new boo. Yeah. I don't need a rebound girl no more. I don't need a rebound girl I, I anymore. I stopped calling a rebound girl immediately. Like, I stopped calling her. Yeah, I'm calling her no more. Yep. But I give, I give this credit. They have held – they've done two things that I consider better than any franchise. One, they haven't talked negative about Cam, and two – they haven't spoken in a way that gives away anything. Well, that's the thing. They don't have to because everybody else is saying it. You know, because everybody else is, is hypercritical of Cam and thinking at this point, especially with his unvaccinated status, that he won't have another job unless somebody gets desperate. But so, guess what? You never heard it come from Bill. You didn't. So no matter if it's true, the one thing is he's defended. He's, he, he, he's he has deniability. Yeah, he has deniability. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And so that's where I came back to. I said, I get it now. Yeah. I get it. Again, you've had, that's the manipulator media. He's the master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been with the same person for 20 listen, years. Listen. You, you, don't, you don't forget that just because you broke up one year. Listen, Emperor, Emperor Palpatine is not just for Star Wars, okay? <laughs> I, I see what you did. Yeah. I see what you did. Yeah, yeah. Did. The master manipulator is evil. That's why I call him Evil Bill. Like, people don't yeah. get made to understand exactly why I call him Evil Bill. If you're a Star Wars fan, he is Emperor Palpatine. That's who he is. If you yeah. know exactly how hard of a, a manipulator Palpatine was in Star Wars, you can translate that to, to Bill Belichick. He's the yep. guy. He, he manipulate yep. people. You don't even realize you're being manipulated. Like, you think you, you're coming all. off good and smell like roses, and he really pulling the strings in the back, and he's really getting his way. And you don't even yep. realize it. You yep. don't even realize yep. it. But the only thing I have with this, and we can move on after this, is the only problem I have about, about the situation where he did Cam, he could have kept Cam on the roster because, or traded him at least to somewhere that somebody could have used him because by releasing him, like, he literally has... Like you, you really, you release them at the worst possible time. Let me put it that way. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Everybody's locked. Exactly. All, all you didn't give him a chance. The only you team a, open a fighting is chance. Exactly. You didn't give him a fighting chance to have another job. If right. you want to do it, you should have did it at the beginning of training camp. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Once you realize that Mac Jones gonna be your guy from OTAs and how he looked, you know, in yep. that particular environment. If you was gonna do it, do it then. That way, you could have maybe possibly got on with another team. But at this point, again, unless somebody gets injured or or gets desperate for a good decent backup. Because uh -huh. their backup is shaky, or they have COVID issues, which he could too. Who knows? Because he's unvaccinated. Because right. I honestly, truly, I would advise him to get vaccinated at this point just to help himself. 
but yet again, the moment he he made that snafu about 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 missing that test and had to sit out for five days, that was a clear cut window Bill needed. All he needed was one reason to to say I can just ditch Cam and, and be with Mac, and that's just it. Yep, 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 one hundred percent. And like you said, real quick, you talking about the NBA, the NFL. If you look at what the NFL is doing when it comes to unvaccinated players. Oh, their protocols is hell. Oh, they're 10 times worse they're hell. than the NBA. And what they explode, listen, every team that's had an explosion right now, they are lucky it's preseason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are lucky it's preseason because if this happens next week, mm. there would have been a number, I'm talking about a number of teams impacted yes. greatly. Yes by these COVID protocols because worst case scenario even if you're close contact you're out for five days easy and the, and the five days is the death sentence for you to play that week yes so at least five days you're mm-hmm. out yeah. now if you're actually positive you're talking about 10 days minimum 10 to 14 that's, what, yeah. that's 10 to 14 that's without any symptoms right and so you look at money you look at um the ability to impact and help your team. And then on top of that, on top of that, now when you come back, if you remain where you don't want to get vaccinated, now you got everybody looking at you because you're talking about forfeiting game checks. Uh Now you're making the organization lose money because that's a game that they, you know, the NFL's already said, and I do believe this, they're not going to work if an unvaccinated player is the one that causes this. They're not going to work to reschedule this game. Oh, no. No, they're going to leave a finger for you. They're going to leave a finger for you. They're not going to do yeah. it. No, yeah. doing and it. so both teams are going to lose contract, uh-huh. and you're going to lose money from fans and everybody being in the stadium because you're not going to be able to play that game. And the NFL is saying that they're not going to work to reschedule it. I mean, they so already you got, got a they, they added a game. So you you think they got really got tired of you rescheduling games at this point? Come on, man. Come on. Come on. No, so so uh, you know, just that that impact on the season, you know, Urban doing what he said. Urban just learn. Just just keep it, you know, just keep He'll it learn. quiet. I, I'm gonna give him some time. He'll learn. Yeah. Just answer this, without answering. So There you go. Yeah, yeah, just listen to our, Bill every week. Listen to Bill every week, you'll be fine. Just just follow his blueprint. Just right, follow it. his blueprint. That's it. Yeah. But so, speaking of bad decisions. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Now we get into the money. Yes. Speaking of bad decisions, apparently uh, Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster didn't His have... I'm call him Juju. I'm going to call him Doo-Doo. Oh, wow. <laughs> Clearly, he hasn't learned his lesson last year At from all. the whole uh, TikTok and then Dancing on Logos uh, debacle that was uh, a huge and large distraction from the Steelers last year. Mm-hmm. Um he couldn't help himself, which a lot of people couldn't. I still can't grasp or fathom why people were doing this dumb challenge in the first place. But mm-hmm. the milk crate challenge, apparently Juju decided to take part in the milk crate challenge. Now, you know, it, I'm, I was, I'm curious exactly uh, what was the conversation they had when he resigned? Because remember, he was a free agent. He was. And uh, I believe he took less money to come back to the Steelers because he could have been a chief. Mm-hmm. You know, because Kansas City wanted him. Right, but uh, you know they was offering him more money and more de- more in a, in a longer time. They go on like two or three year deal, and he took a one year deal from the Steelers to stay there when they have a deep receiving core. So mm-hmm. I'm curious exactly what the conversation was, you know, because if I'm if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm like, you know, if we're gonna bring you back and we're gonna sign this deal, you know, the shenanigans got to stop, right? You know, because of the distraction. So either they didn't have a conversation or he ignored it because clearly this 
break challenge could have ended very badly for him, like it has for quite a few different people. Mm-hmm. And and we're in a society now where nobody learns from other people's mistakes. Now I, I just don't understand. Like that, I, I, I mean, I don't want to put two more home, but I pride myself on seeing that if you are on the street and you get knocked in your head, I'm not walking down the same street as you, dude. I'm just not going to do it. You know, I'm going to be like, I'm going the other way, you know, where it's safe. But clearly nobody learns from other people's mistakes. I've seen people fall on this, break ribs and have bruises and all, all kinds of stuff. I even see people, somebody got kicked off of one. Like he yeah. was walking on it and somebody kicked it from under him and he fell. Yeah. I mean, this stuff, you could break your neck and be paralyzed. Like, like seriously, you're going to risk yeah. your career on a, a stupid internet challenge to get you some clicks and views. So I'm gonna let you get take give your take on it because I mean I mine is gonna be negative. So I'm gonna let you go first. So you know um I get it. You do the the no what, what I'm saying when I say I get it. I get that that platform has served you well with being able to connect with fans. But here's here's the problem. You know it is it's like growing up in a black household, you know, and people say, you know who your parents are. You know who your parent is, Juju. You know who your head coach is, meaning Mike Tomlin. You know, he don't play that. And so you take the 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 being viral and, and doing the TikTok dances and all that and the platform giving you that access. And then you go and put yourself in a position as a professional football player to, like you said, coach, put yourself and do a challenge that things could have went very wrong. And you know, a lot of contracts now have wording yes. where if you're doing certain things, and you get where, hurt off the field, they can cut you. Yes, they can cut you. And mm-hmm. take and re, and no re, money, um, no money, and and the deck money. Yeah. And so when they asked Tomlin about it, and again, Mike Tomlin does not like distraction. He said, "I don't spend a lot of time focused on these things. If you're talking about those things and not football, you're setting yourself up for failure." We're a singularly professionally focused on what it is that we have to do, and guys, players have individual responsibilities as adults that let me translate that for our non-melanated people you do that again i'm gonna beat the shit out you <laughs> that's basically what he All said in a, non, no in, in a professional way this is yeah. the non this is this is the translation yeah this is the black translation yeah do that again you embarrass me out in public i will beat the shit out you right yeah pretty much Pretty much. And, and it's I, crazy. Yeah. You can do a lot of things. You can do a lot of challenges. Uh-huh. If you want to donate money, raise money, have somebody else do the challenge. Juju, you've seen people falling off. Like you said, it could have been a cracked rib. It could have been a, a, a strained rib. It could have been an ankle, an, a knee, anything, anything. Juju. Anything. anything. And you already coming off a cut. You know, you just got signed. Come on, man. It's crazy to me. When I heard him doing it, I I just waited for what Mike Tomlin was going to say. Right. And, my, and so and Mike Tomlin's again. excellent on the mic. I, I have to give Mike Tomlin all credit. He's one of the best people I've I hear talk on the mic. You know, yep. when he interview with the media, and he'll be very business like straight to the point. Get 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 from point A to point B, and we're done. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is my problem with Juju, and I, and I hate to, and I hate to be the bearer by news, but uh, you're going down the same road as Antonio Brown. And you're not as talented as Antonio Brown was when he was a Taylor. Not as talented. Because uh, quite frankly, when you were a teammate with Antonio Brown, you had a, 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 a your best season because you were drawing second uh, hand targets because yep. he was being the focal point. 
yep. and you hadn't had a good season since then. Yep. That's problem number one. Problem mm-hmm. two is is that understand this that the Steelers are very uh understanding, they're very understanding organization. And I think that I think that's really where Mike Tomlin is at because he mm-hmm. understands the organization is always understanding. So he don't want to and he don't want he don't want noise. So he just want to address think, it. Oh, good, good point, good point there. Yeah. I like the way you say that. He don't, he don't like the noise. He don't want the noise because again, the noise equals distraction. You know, yep. when you say the word noise, noise means distraction from the team. We're not focused on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. So he just want to address it, get it out the way, move on from it, and let's talk back. Let's go back and talk about football. Yep. But yet again, at this point, much like Antonio Brown, they like to go back into the whole uh, Facebook Live thing in the locker room after they won that playoff game. When you become more of a distraction mm-hmm. than we can deal with, and you become more noisy to us than we can prepare to deal with, you got to go. You got to go. And, and I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're on a one-year deal. So guess what? If you are a distraction this year, and, and to a large degree, that contract's not getting renewed, buddy boy. And Hey, buddy boy. I'm just So I would, I would lean, I would err on the side of caution because I'm sorry, you know, to tell you this again, but the the air air quote stars that have left Steelers haven't been the same. Antonio Brown hasn't been the same. Le'Veon Bell has not been the same. You know, and quite frankly, Le'Veon Bell is sitting on the sideline waiting for a job right now. Antonio right. Brown is the fourth or fifth receiver on the depth chart in Tampa right now. Right. You know, he's a he's a towel waver. You know, if you were on an NBA team and you're fourth and fifth on the depth chart and the NBA team, you wear towels all day. You don't get to play a lot. Right. So right. Right. Yet again, you, especially you being the youngest you are, you got a lot of t- lot of football ahead of you. But do not do yourself a disservice and shoot yourself in the foot because you want clicks and views. Don't let clicks and views be more important to you, unless that's going to generate enough money for you. That's going to mm-hmm. that's going to combat what's going to make up for the money that you're losing being a football player. So, got to pick and choose your battles, son. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you got to pick and choose your battles and make sure that you're not battling um, someone like a a um, Mike Tomlin, you yeah. know? you're going to so lose. You're going to lose you're gonna each lose. and every time. You're going to lose. So definitely, man, that's 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 what we can say about that, Juju. Hey, look, man, stop doing what you do. Focus on playing football. Focus you on know, getting better at your impact. craft. I mean, you, you should be looked at as a number one receiver on the team, and you're not. Hello, somebody. Hello. Hello, somebody. So... Uh, real quick, you know, um, this past Tuesday, teams had to get down to uh, the 53-man roster. So there, of course, was some major cuts already. We talked about the Cam Newton release that, uh, you know, I <laughs> I text uh, Coach and talked about. I was just like, at some point, it just became overkill. It was the breaking news story for almost 48 hours. It was. You know, and it was just like, oh, how much more do we have to talk about this? It, it but, was a shock because people were I, I would, I was, they were expecting him to possibly lose the job based upon the COVID thing, but they weren't expecting him to get cut. I think that there was yeah. the, the cut, the cutting, the releasing of him was the shock. This right. reason why people were such uh, enamored by it, and it was a talking point for two days. Right, right, right. And everybody was working to fit because, of course, it came out the blue, and everybody's like, oh, oh, wow, what, what just happened? You right. know, that came a deep down. So that was a major cut, but. There was a number of, you know, players, and of course, there was going to be some some known um, players that had to be released uh, to get down to 53. And so I just wanted to highlight just a couple of names I think people know 
that were also notable NFL cuts. Uh, of course, Cam Newton probably being the biggest known star that was released. Um, but some of the other people, uh, Desmond Trufant from the Bears. Now, his was, a, to me, a very unfortunate story because he had lost a family member uh, only to come out the next day and then be released. And, mm. you know, that's 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 heartbreaking to get two whammies uh, back to back like that. Um, yeah, some I'm other curious people... about that situation because I'm like, it, it's not a, it's not the fact that he had off the field issues. Like you know, I get yeah. that, I, and I don't have any issue with that at all. Take care of your family. But right. my thing is that from the Bears' perspective, they didn't have corners to spare. They already let Cal Fuller go. Yeah, you know, so you he was your you was your filler or your replacement for Cal Fuller. Now what yep. you gonna do? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that was that was, you know, looking at those two scenarios and with a thin uh, secondary, that was shocking. Ha ha Clinton Dix uh, released from the 49ers. Brashad Perryman, uh, which is shocking looking at uh, the Lions. You know, this was this was a player who a couple of years ago had a great season with Tampa Bay. Um yeah, and, and some then, players yep. that just they just say if somebody they seem talented, you know, but they just they just something they must rub coach the wrong way. I don't know what they yeah. do in camp, but these guys just can't seem to stick. Like I just don't understand it. Like they come right. out of college, they have, they have you know they have either they have a good rookie season, yeah, great college career, or good rookie season. Something you know gives you that uh, oh he's going to be good type of vibe, and right. you know then you know one injury happens typically, you know in Bashar Perryman's case he got injured. And he came back, and then ever since then, he's tried out for multiple teams, and he can't seem to stick. I don't, don't understand it. Exactly. I, um, the, uh, two running backs and one running back that we're happy for uh, displaced this running back. But first, you know, they lost Devontae Freeman. The Saints yeah. um, released Devontae Freeman, keeping Latavius Murray and, of course, Alvin Kamara. And then mm. Peyton Barber was released from the Washington football team in uh, lieu of – um, we'll talk about this great running back that made it as an undrafted free agent, um, you know, in lieu of Jared Patterson making the roster. They released uh, Peyton Barber. But uh, Corey Clement, you know, that was shocking to me because, you know, Saquon coming back. And Corey Clement has showed very well during the season or the preseason. He showed very well at running back but then also with the bears they lost calvin ridley's brother riley ridley mm -hmm. and daz newsom in a very thin receiving core and then lastly another big name uh princess prince princess uh <laughs> prince kamara um prince kamara <laughs> i can't pronounce that damn boy's name um <laughs> princess Amukamara. It's not like a fairy tale character on Disney. I know, I know, but he was released as well, and so those were some of the top, uh, well-known uh, players that ended up um, getting released. Uh, you know, and to cut downs, and then Jalen Samuel, who was a uh, hybrid running back, tight end uh, player that the Steelers released. Um, well, that's, that's, the, that's the Najee Harris effect because they kept they kept uh, they kept um, uh, uh, McFarlane off close. They kept yep. Bussy, kept Bussy, and they kept uh, oh, what's the other kid's name? Um, Trey, was it? Um, oh, ben, uh, uh, Dad, I mean, Benny, 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 Benny Snell. Snell's. Benny, was, was it Snell? Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. So he kept that. That was the, that was a Najee Harris effect. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna bring Najee for that one because, like I said, if had, Najee hadn't been there, they'd have kept him. But yep. Yeah, yep. I think that was. I don't think that was the reason why they got rid of him. But I tell you this: you talking about Saquon being uh, coming back. Uh, I would say that. Um, yeah, Benny Snell. Actually, actually, uh, Bussy's actually on IR. Damn, I didn't realize yep. he got hurt. Um, but uh, but kept Caden Balaj as well. They kept Caden Balaj and cut and cut uh and cut um yeah. So got Caden Samuel. So yeah, they got yep. Balaj, Snell, and Najee, and before yep. was on IR. So okay, yeah um yeah I would see yeah, it. And he's talking about the Giants thing. I, I I'm surprised they let Wayne Gallman go because Wayne Gallman was good for them. Yeah, uh, and he got he got he got cut twice. He got cut from the Giants. Then he got he got he was on in the AFC team and he cut him. And I think he got picked up by an NFC team. He's still yep. with the team, but I'm surprised they didn't go back after him, knowing that Saquon was going to try to ease his way back into fold after the ACL. So, yep. yeah, that, that was an interesting point too. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. That was it was some some, you know, you kind of shook your head like, why don't you need him? Like you know what I'm saying? Like that was one of those a lot of those cuts you name. Like don't y'all guys need that depth? Like why would you why'd you cut him and and for what? Like, I guess we'll see if the guys they saw in camp had more potential. But yep. again, that could come back honestly and truly. We, they're not saying it again. But that could come back to the vaccination thing. Like these guys that you mentioned, they could have been unvaccinated. And they just like, you know what? You're not vaccinated and we're we're kinda on the fence with you. But guess what? You gotta go. We just don't know that. Like I we don't again, they're not broadcasting obviously people's vaccination status. Right. You know, I mean, uh, unless you come down with COVID or go into protocol multiple times, you kinda get, got a feeling that they're unvaccinated. Yep. You know what I mean? So I I'm unless you unless you involved in that. Because I know Carson Whistler is vaccinated because he didn't mess around got himself thrown in protocol, just got out. So <laughs> you know, so I think that you know, unless you figure it out from that, you know, just by a normal process of elimination, they're they right. not telling you who is and who not. But I think those guys you named are probably due to the fact they weren't vaccinated. That's probably why. Because again, you've raised a lot of eyebrows exactly why they got released when they need that depth. Yeah, so That's very much so, very much so. So those are some of the big, the bigger name cuts that we wanted to, you know, and I wanted to highlight just for people just to be aware uh, of kind of, you know, there were some notable players that had to get released. And that happens every year to mm -hmm. get down to 53. There's going to be players um, that are going to be, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, roster cuts. Uh, and especially for new blood, because it's it's a little cheaper to get, get uh, young people to yep. get people on rookie contracts. Yep. And so if you're towards the end of the year, if you're at that 10 year mark, it's a lot cheaper to now re up with fresh blood with a rookie or a first year player. Uh, the contract is lower, so yeah, yeah. Now, so that's what the big cuts were. Mm -hmm. Now, coach, over to you for the biggest headlines in the NFC. Yes, yes, indeedy. Feed the needy. So yes, yeah. indeedy. So we did biggest headlines of AFC last week, and there, that was that was a nice segment. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, I mean, that was just added to the the fuel to your fire last week. I just want to say right. it that way. So right. uh, we want to we want to share that same sentiment. When it uh -huh. comes down to the NFC this this year, yep. um, so we're gonna go division by division. Okay. So, um, so you know, I'm, I'm gonna give you the the the, the honors <laughs> of going first. So, what is your biggest headline, a biggest takeaway from uh, NFC East? NFC East, my biggest. Well, you know what? Let's let's take it positive. My biggest takeaway from the NFC East is. Oh, man, the biggest takeaway, biggest takeaway. You know what? Yes, I, I'm going to jump in early on the segment, but Washington making the smart the decision 
uh, and the most right decision by uh, adding Jarrett Patterson to the 53-man roster and looking like he's going to be in that number two running back behind Gibson uh, being played. I mean, as the number two running back, he was a talk of the town when it, from from a preseason perspective. Like he only, yep. I knew he made the team. I'll tell you like this: I knew he made the team when he didn't play the last preseason game. But they treat him like a veteran. They treat him like a starter. Cause you, cause and they, you get shout out from Barry Sanders. There you go, there you go. Uh, yep. he, just like Maurice Jones, Drew and Barry Sanders on the on the bad wing early, much yep. like we are knowing that this kid's gonna be great. I had a yep. fantasy draft earlier this uh, today, and one of my guys today, Redskins fans. And, uh, you know, of course, we were going back and forth because the Redskins and the Chargers played for his week. I say Redskins. Watch the football right. team. Would right. y'all get a damn name so I can stop calling you the football team? <laughs> it's throwing me off. But regardless of that, watch the football team. They're watching football team fans. And I was like, listen. They were asking, you know, was J.D. McKissick going to – somebody tried to J.D. McKissick. I'm like, I mark my word, Jerry Price is going to take J.D. McKissick's job. I told mm-hmm. him that. Flat out. I said that. So, that, and that's still my word. Like he, Jared's going to end up being the number two running back behind Gibson. That's that's just yep. what it is because he does yep. both things well and he's highly underrated in the yep. things he can do from a production standpoint. It doesn't matter exactly how you know tall or strong or or, or how much he weights, mm-hmm. how fast he runs. He's just a football player. He's just a football player. So football what's your player. take from the NFC East? Now my take is, and I did this, I think I did a segment on this in my podcast. Um, the biggest headlines. Uh, of the year, and I and I'm going to share the same one with this one because it, it rings large. Because it, it really the Washington football team, speaking of them, it really just all the thing hinges on uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and yep. how good or bad he's going to be, and how far yep. the Washington football team really goes. Because they got weapons, they got two good running backs. We just named them. Mm-hmm. They got two good receivers. They got a good tight end. You know, yep. the, the whole line is okay. Mm-hmm. So again, the, my headline for me is: Will Fitzpatrick be more magic than tragic? Oh, good one. Good. Run that back. Run that back for the people in the back to hear that. Will Fitzpatrick be more magic than tragic? Mm, mm, okay. Okay. You know, because he's that, because he's been Fitz magic and he's been Fitz tragic. Yep, so yep, can yep. he be more magic than tragic? If he's more magic than tragic, they go to the playoffs and make a run. Okay. That defense, because okay. they're elite defensively. Right. And right. much like the Ravens of old, you know, uh-huh. The, the Seattle Seahawks of the tw- 2010s, mm-hmm. you know, having a, such a dominant defense and an overpowering defense, yep. you just have to be good. You don't have to be great. Right. So if he can be more magic than tragic, they make they win the division and make the playoffs easy. Love it. Love it. Love it. Good take. Good take. More magic than tragic. Love it. Love it. So now we move on to the a- NFC North. So, uh, of course, that gets prize of the Packers, the Bears, Lions, Vikings. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest headline for the NFC North? So for the NFC North, my biggest takeaway is that um, Andy Dalton will remain the starting quarterback for eight games. Wow. Okay. Okay. For eight Matter of fact, you know what? And I'm going to add to it. I'm going to do a two for, two for one. Green Bay – doesn't make it past the second round of the playoffs. Okay, which is highly possible. Highly possible. I mean, I don't, I don't know if their production and their in their level of success is going to be sustainable this year when they're losing some pieces on their uh, offensive side. They lost Corey Lindsay, completely gone. Boxyari yep. on the pup list. He's going to be gone for at least six games. So their O line is going to be different for the first six games at least. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see how exactly. And their schedule is brutal. They don't. They have yep. their first place schedule, and they play the. I want to say they play the. 
I can't remember exactly who they play in the AFC, but I think I want to say it's the North. I feel like it's the North. So they got to play the Browns, the Ravens. Yeah, so, yeah, it's brutal. So I would say from my take, and it's similar to with the Bears, your Bears take, because do you realize, <laughs> I, I had to shake my head laughing at this. Do you realize they called Andy Dalton the beige water pistol in college? The beige water Okay. Okay. Gosh damn it. Gosh damn it. Uh, I'm, I'm like, what? Gosh damn it. The beige water pistol. Like that's like that. Between that and mac and cheese, I think that's probably the worst nicknames people can have for quarterbacks. Gosh but damn that, it. That's, that's that's what they call them. So my headline was how long would a beige water pistol last? <laughs> so my guess is is, is, a, is a month. I think he lasts a month, and they and they get out of that. Uh, you know, the first two or three games I want to say they have are pretty brutal. After that, it's you know it's it's pretty much uh, winnable games. So I think they might want to throw Justin out there for games that are don't have dominant pass rushes and, and really good defenses and kind of get them uh, acclimated to a full uh, NFL game. But right. I'm just curious how long he will last. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. So how about the NFC South? Buccaneers, Saints, Panthers, and the Falcons. What's your headline for that? The big takeaway that I'm going to say is that Sam Darnold resurrects his career hmm. in Carolina, and they finish number two in the division. Wow. You know, I love this because we don't share our headlines prior to this. Like, it literally is a secret. So from each other, which we don't do often. We pretty much share everything when it comes to right. the podcast. But we didn't share these particular headlines. Now, my takeaway was, my headline was, who will come in second? And you just said, who came, who's coming in second? So that's that's exactly, boom, that's exactly what it, what it is. I mean, that's it, that's it. That's it. So who will come exactly. in second? And you say the Panthers. Now, I don't, I don't disagree. I think the Saints are rebuilding. And I think Jameis will have success. But I think the Panthers are built more so to win games. Assuming mm -hmm. Sam Donald can be, can deliver. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you right there. I'm right with you on that. So yeah. So let's move on to the NFC West. Okay. So out out of the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the and the Cardinals, what's your headline in that in that division? So my headline in that division is um see, I would say something about the Rams, but that's not to be that's not to be honest. I will say that by week four. Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Okay. Okay. Now mine is 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 more global. Because I've okay. been I've been referencing this for the last few weeks about us talking about this division. So my okay. headline is who will win the prison fight? <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Got who you. who wins the prison fight? Because I'm not sure. Like, you know, I I got a lot of questions about the Cardinals that started at the quote unquote bottom, who we think they might finish fourth. Like, you know, Kyler mm -hmm. Murray. You know, and Kings, Kingsbury need to need to figure it out now, or somebody got to go. You know, okay. but and they got all the talent in the world. Defensively, they stepped up in their front seven. They they've mm -hmm. improved the old line. They got hella receivers. The only question I really have is their running game because I don't know why they thought that Chase Edmonds was going to be the number one running back in this particular situation. They got James Conner as a backup. Exactly. I don't exactly. know why they thought that was that was going to be it. He's a good he's a good complimentary back. You know, right. but that, that goes back to the what I, I I yelled about the Chargers doing a couple of years ago. They decided to, to not pay Melvin Gordon, but and they right. and they gave Austin Eckler the money. Austin Eckler is a good complimentary running back, mm -hmm. but he's not mm -hmm. the starter. He's not the bell cow. So right. yet again, so I don't know what you're doing in that regard, but from a passing perspective, Kyler Murray has, has put up a shuttle for him. So yep. what do they do from that that perspective? 
with I mean, with the 49ers not be riddled with injury this year? Mm-hmm. You know, does does your take weigh into it because if Trey Lance starts, do they continue to win games? Are they as dominant defensively? You know. And then you got the two, I, in the two two front runners to me, the Seahawks and the Rams. I really feel like it might come down to who wins those two games head to head. Like, you right. know, and again, it really just depends. I would say because Matthew Stafford's the wild card. We don't know exactly mm-hmm. he's going to be good or bad. You know, mm-hmm. if, if he's the talent, if he's the talented quarterback, everybody says he is. This offense is going to look great, amazing. Yeah. So there's a lot of questions. Yep. A lot yep. Of questions. And that's why um, I I made that because of everything that you said um i think that they are going to make that that chant that change partly because of the 49ers defense not being as dominant and i think that they're going to get into a panic mode thinking that they have to outscore people and trey lance will give them their best um option at that because of his athletic ability and ability to get outside the pocket and use his feet mm-hmm. to create plays right on top of the fact that Garoppolo has to stay healthy if he doesn't stay healthy then it's a wash anyway and that's he, the other part about why he'll probably start by week four okay and, and there it is so there's your headlines for the nfc this year mm-hmm. uh, we talked about uh it's magic or tragic. Yeah, we talked, it's magic or tragic. Talked about the beige water pistol. We talked about who's coming in second. Damn Sam Donald, name. the Panthers, the beige water pistol. That and gets Trey you Lance, time. Trey Lance, and the Forty Niners. On top of who wins the prison fight? Because, like you said a couple weeks ago, no matter who wins the prison fight, they still got to see Nancy Nate. <laughs> <laughs> no bad jungle of love. <laughs> <laughs> They gotta go see Nasty Nate. Yes. And he won his fruit cup. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah. So yeah, man, uh that's our headlines for uh for uh, the uh NFC breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh yes, man, yes. so moving on to so moving on to where you're at. We're gonna move on to where you're at. Yeah, so with the where you're at segment, this is our segment to just say, hey, where you're at? And we got two um, two topics to talk about. One is just a real quick, again, you you partly heard us talk about it. Congratulations uh, to Jared Patterson uh, again. You know, when a lot of people say you can't, you just got to show them that you can. He went undrafted for reasons unknown to us we can't figure it out we cannot figure it out out. but he went undrafted but through hard work showing up and just being a playmaker he worked his way and earned his way onto the 53 man roster and so the washington football team uh i say it went two for three meaning they made a great choice uh with chant uh chase Mm. young they they struck gold there they struck gold with getting jared patterson uh from recommendations from Chase, and mm-hmm. clearly they struck gold there. They also had another Maryland uh, high school graduate uh, in Dwayne Haskins. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out uh, for Dwayne, and he's now in Pittsburgh. So I said Washington football went, team went two out of three. They could have, if everything would have worked out, they would have had three players from the Maryland area that would have definitely generated um, – I'm going to say ticket sales because of how many people would have came out to support all three of them. It could have been a three for three sweep, but mm-hmm. they're doing two for three. Uh, I would love to see the stats 
on ticket sales and engagement being that chase and jared are homegrown talents mm -hmm. and there's definitely going to be people that know both of them that is going to come out and support the home games and we're sure to see um more excitement and engagement they partly also did it because we said uh coach you said this if they would not have it would have been a riot oh yeah he makes it 53 or we riot. Plenty simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just that, just that simple. We, 53 we, we, we surround Daniel Snyder's limo until he makes the right decision. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the way it has the thing, it was just a maturity thing. Like, I, really yep. think, I don't think, I don't care exactly who or, or, or from a team perspective who drafted him. He right. just was not ready mentally to be a franchise right. quarterback. Like, he might have been better suited. Like, if the football team had a, had a starter, and they mm -hmm. want, and kind of like what the 49ers are doing right now. They had a starter, but they were kind of unsure about his longevity. And they wanted to, they wanted to bring him in and bring him along slowly. And instead of making him the starter from day one, then they might have been in a better situation because he needed to do some maturing. You know, so I think that, you know, around the 24, 25-year mark for him would have been the time where he can play uh, and be a starting franchise quarterback. But at, this, at the time he got drafted, he wasn't mm -hmm. ready. Mentally, he was not ready for that, for that pressure. And, and it showed... Right. In his lack of production and his uh, antics, when he got down to his last year or so with him being with the football team, so right. I think that like no matter who drafted him, unless the Fred, he won't use our word, the the football team, uh, <laughs> who, uh, well, if they had a, a, a say if they had a starter, or even right. if they had Fitzpatrick now, like if he got drafted behind Fitzpatrick, let Fitzpatrick be there for a year or so or two, and let him uh, matric mature matriculate. And understand what it means to be a franchise quarterback, he might have been better off. Yeah, but again, yep. that that was just a situation where he just wasn't ready. And that, and it's, and it's not you're not sure if you can really tell that until you get him in the building, you know. And at that point, it's too late. You got him on the contract, so you gotta yep. you gotta figure it out. So I mean, I think that was the only reason they missed there because he's yep. talented. He's a talented quarterback. Very talented much quarterback. So. He just he just mentally wasn't ready to be a franchise quarterback. Yep. Yeah, and so second with that, we are coming up to the season. We got college football going on left and right tonight. Um, college football season has started. And then next week, you know, NFL is hot and heavy, coming in locked and loaded. So Thursday night's opener, we will have the Tampa Bay Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, coming out against the Dallas Fandom random fan cowboys mm. uh on thursday night and this mm. is going to be the coach's pick i don't think i'm gonna go out on a limb i don't think you will see opposing choice no. uh, selections on this no, is, i don't think it's gonna, gonna be, be a hot take <laughs> this is gonna be easy no. <laughs> it's gonna be very easy very so easy. so coach you want to go first you want me to go first well i'll just say this i think that uh ezekiel Elliott have an opportunity to be eating glizzies by the third quarter because the game gonna be over okay 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 <laughs> Yep. Glizzy, yep. Clearly, he's a glizzy monster. If you haven't noticed, yeah, if you haven't watched yeah. Hard Knocks, he he yeah. runs to the locker room when he hasn't doesn't have to play to get yeah. hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, he loves the glizzies a little too much for my comfort. It really, he really does. I just, mm -hmm. I got, I'm just like nobody has a problem with this but me. I'm, exactly. a, I'm uncomfortable listening to it and watching it. Yeah, but nobody I had, had, put, I had to put it on mute a couple times. Uh, yeah. I'm like, if he say glizzy one, one more time, time, right? Yeah, I was a little disturbed. I'm glad yeah. I wasn't just me. And I, 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 I felt uncomfortable bringing it up to you. Like just, to, I, I didn't even want to get your affirmation that you were uncomfortable like me. I just didn't want, <laughs> I just didn't want to hear you say it. Like I, yeah. I couldn't bring myself to say, Coach. Like I, right, I, I right. got a problem. I got a problem. Right. <laughs> like, right. 
You right. know, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it's very, very easy. You know that uh, you know, a call for us, and I'm and I'm excited because I'm glad the season started because we get to do weekly picks next week. That's mm-hmm. gonna be fun. So look out for that next week. So we'll start doing weekly picks by weekly. Well, not about you know every week we'll do weekly picks in lieu of games on uh, Sunday and Monday. Right. So yeah, so that's gonna be fun. But uh, yeah, so I mean, clearly we're on the Bucks side, and we think the Bucks are gonna win this game. It's pretty easy. Clearly, you think? Yeah, yeah I think it's gonna be it's gonna be, it's gonna get ugly, and I think that the Cowboys are in for a rude awakening because. People, they're been optimistic as if that their offense is going to be their defense and they're going to be good enough to win shootouts when it's not going to be the case. And then you had one of the Dallas Cowboy players that want to talk to the GOAT, who is petty. Trust oh, me, listen. he is one player listen. that does hear when people say something and he will go after you and embarrass you. He's that type of dude. Okay. And so one player came out and said he's a rookie uh, too like yeah I, I don't know why he did that yeah i don't know why he's gonna go at he's gonna go at you so if you happen to hear this this podcast um and it gets to you before thursday uh apologize go, apologize <laughs> go see an old priest and a young priest right. <laughs> okay yeah and and ask for forgiveness uh before the game if yeah. not we will be talking about what uh, how he 50. picked you apart it might hang 50 on you, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you yeah, might just yeah. do it. He so, might just do it. So, yeah. yeah. So, yep, there you go. That was the Where You At segment. We talked about Washington football team making two out of three good choices mm-hmm. or it working out two out of three ways for Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And then also our picks for the uh, Thursday night opener with Tampa Bay and Cowboys. And both of us uh, went with the favorite, Tampa Bay. Um yep. Not close. Check, please. Not close. That, there it is. Not Check, close. please. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so as we wrap up, uh, let's do our segment for over under. We've been here doing, we uh, we've been doing our, our, our segments here last week. Last week we did smash or trash. We did uh, facts of cap. We did hit or miss. Now it's doing over and under. So yep. we got a six packs, six pack of questions here, and we're going to choose the over or the under or based upon the question. Okay. So. The first question is, will the Beige Water Pistol, a.k.a. Andy Dalton, start more than six games? Well, I said it earlier. I took it back. I'm saying over. I'm saying that he's going to start eight games. Okay, so you're taking over. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking under. I say a month. I'm taking four, last, game. four okay. games. I'm four games okay. if, if that. Four okay. games if that. If they go 0-2, 0-3, it'll be less than that. Okay, I can see it. Okay. I can see it. Okay. All right. So, no question number two is: Will the Bucks win fifteen games? I'm taking the under. I think the Bucks will win thirteen. I'm gonna go twelve. I, I take the under okay. as well. I think twelve. Twelve. Because at that point, I mean, because twelve is gonna be enough to win a division by landslide and likely have home field advantage anyway. So they're they're gonna be in cruise control, in my opinion. Yep. So, all right. So, question number three is: Speaking of Dallas, will Dallas have a top fifteen defense over or under? I'm going. I'm going to say I'm going to do a push. I'm going to say yes, they will have a top fifteen defense. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say under. I'm thinking I have a un, uh, over top. I think it'll be sixteen or or thirty two. I mean somewhere in between there. Okay. I'm, I'm going. I think they're going to have a bad defense this year. I just I I, I don't know. I, I like their linebacker core. Uh, I don't like their secondary. I don't like their front four. So right. I, I really think that. The line, and the linebackers will struggle. We know this from many coaches. The linebackers will struggle no matter how good they are if you had, don't have a good front four. Right. So I think that that's going to be a problem. So you're going to be able to marginalize that one good unit that you have by getting to them with 300-pound linemen. So, yep. 
So I think that's going to be a problem. So I think they're going to be a bad defense this year. And I would take him in fantasy if you're a fantasy owner. <laughs> <laughs> so number four is the Browns. Will the Browns, let me see here. Will the Browns win? Damn it, I lost the page. 12 games. 12 games. Will the Browns win 12 games? I'm taking the over. I'm going to say the Browns will go 13 and four. Wow. Okay. 13 and four. Okay. That's, that's a good one. That is a good one. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to take the under. I, I think they, well, I'm going to take a push, but I think they win exactly 12 games. Okay. I think it was exactly 12. Yeah. I, I like okay. 12. I think because I think they finished one game behind the Ravens in the, in the division. Okay. Um, but, and I think they edge them out slightly. But I think that yep. they uh, they will be the second second seed in the uh, in a division, and they will make the playoffs in the wild card. Okay. Okay. All right. Number five, Trevor Lawrence. Will he throw more touchdowns and interceptions this year? Yes, I'll take the over. You're taking the over. They're gonna throw more interceptions than in in fix. I mean, no, excuse me. What is it? You're you under. So he would throw. He throws more touchdowns and interceptions. So if you take the you take the over, that means he's gonna throw more interceptions. Take the under. Okay, then, I'll take. I'll take the under. He'll okay. throw more touchdowns and interceptions. Okay, yeah, I take the under as well. I think he will do, throw more touchdowns and interceptions. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So number six is will Mac Jones throw for three thousand or more yards? Yes, I think Matt Jones will throw for thirty-three to thirty-five hundred. Um, so what is that? The under? That's the over. The over. I'll say over. Yeah, I take over as well. I'll take over as well. I think he will, though. He will throw. You know, it won't be 4,000, 4,500, no. but it'll, no. be th- it'll be three. I mean, you got to take into account that he has his best receivers are tight ends. You got to take that into yep. account. And they're going to be really run-centric. So I was kind of on the fence about it, but I think you'll, with 17 games, I think he'll get to 3,000 or more. I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. All right, man. So we are definitely uh, one week away, uh, less than one week. We're doing college football this week. has been some really good games on the tube this weekend. And uh, mm-hmm. starting Thursday, man, NFL season is, is here, man. We are we're finally here. You know, much much talk and discussion has been going on. You know, from the uh, end of last season to the draft of free agency, the saga between Aaron and the Green Bay Packers, Deshaun Watson and his craziness. So football is finally here. <laughs> we finally yep. get live games, and uh, the show is going to be great because we're going to have a lot to f- talk about football wise until the NBA gets here in mid October. So mm-hmm. yeah, we like I said, we'll do weekly picks and reactions, and what we gonna, uh, what our takeaway is gonna be from Thursday night's game, and we're gonna do our uh, picks for uh, Sunday and Monday and our opening week. So um, in the meantime, in between time, next week we'll be right back down here. Follow us on all our social medias: uh, Twitter is Lockdown Defense, uh, Twitch and uh, Instagram is Lockdown Defense Sports, and of course YouTube is Lockdown Defense Podcast. In the meantime, between time, catch us the replay on uh, Monday mornings at uh, 11 a.m. on all platforms. So the podcast will be live again, back again this week, with episode 54 on Tuesday mornings is. at 10 o'clock, all platforms. So, meantime, between time, I'm Coach Defense. That's Coach Kurt. Until next Saturday, we'll catch y'all, man. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>